The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, Clean Nation. Tracy Thompson here, and I am joined by the amazing, incredible John Torres. Say hi, John. Hi, everybody. John Torres, a little bit about him. I started Club Clean back in August 2018, so not, not, not that long ago in uh, Michigan City, uh, and Clean Club Clean is uh, obviously a janitorial cleaning service that you uh, service in the Northwest Indiana Business uh, District, right? Correct. Yep. Awesome. 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 And uh, John has had, he, I, we've invited him today because John has had an amazing turnaround story, if you will. Um, started the company in 2018, but I'd love to hear from you, John. When you first started, like, how did you get into this business? And then how did you come to us and why? And then we're going to jump to what happened this year. But I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory. Sure. Um, so my cleaning definitely wasn't on the radar. It wasn't in the plans. Hmm. Um, I had actually started a um, eventual real estate investment company first. Interesting. Um, in 2016. Um, and, and that was going okay. Um, I had a couple handful of renovations going on, um, between 2017 and 2018 and, um, some in Chicago, some in the Baltimore area. And, um, and, and fortunately a couple of bad decisions on both investments and people that I mm. was entrusting. Um, that all kind of came crashing down. Um, a lot of good lessons I learned during that time, um, but, but it just wasn't a successful venture for us. And um, during that time, we had got induced to um, what I would consider like a power couple, and, and they yeah. owned a couple handfuls of um, of like a franchise, uh, more more in the you know. Um, ice cream dessert kind of space. Yeah. And we were just enthralled with them as people. Uh, we got connected with them uh, through uh, time in, in Maryland. We we're living out there. And so we started to just develop relationship with them and started working at their store um, with, with kind of the intention of, of partnering with them and open, opening up some franchises ourselves with them uh, in the Chicago area. And so we actually moved uh, at the very beginning of 2018. I still have about four real estate projects or five that were going on um, in Baltimore at the time. I had bought uh, a couple of new family properties in Chicago area um, right around the time that we were transitioning to open up this franchise. And so the idea was to continue to do real estate and um, build a a small but successful business there while with my wife opening up this cream and fudge shop. Mm. Um, and then, you know, seeing where that goes. Um, and, and we're about four or five months into our move. We, I mean, we've sold our house in Maryland. We've, we've moved to um, Northwest Indiana, just about an hour outside of Chicago. 
and and the intention was actually to open up one of these uh, franchises across from Wrigley Field. Mm. And so in the interim, we're negotiating with um, with the landlord on the space. I had, you know, a signed franchise agreement with the franchisor. I mean, everything seemed moving on, uh, moving yeah. the way we were wanting it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> there's reasons why. We ended up backing out of that. We ended up um, pulling out of real estate over the course of the next couple of years because of mm. some of those bad, you know, people and property decisions we made, or I should say I made. Um, and, and it kind of left me around May of 2018, like wondering, well, what am I doing here then in mm. Northwest Indiana? If I'm not opening up this uh, this franchise and um, we're not going to continue buying real estate out here, what's next? Um, funny enough, my uh, my first ever renovation uh, in Baltimore, um, you know, a few years for that. The, the guy who the GC I hired to do the project, he actually had a commercial cleaning company hmm. and it was his first business. This uh, rehab business was actually his second. Um, and, and during the time I lived in the Maryland area, I actually had contracted with him to um, a number of buildings in the DC area to provide commercial cleaning services. And, um, and so I was, uh, I wasn't performing the service and I wasn't necessarily, um, putting together anything related to operations, but I had, I had, uh, a contact within the commercial property space and I had him and I kind of, I was kind of the broker almost, Mm. um, although I, I, I served in, in a little bit of capacity, um, for putting the schedule together, making sure it was done and all that kind of stuff. And and so fast forward, we're now in Chicago. The real estate thing I was doing starting to fall apart. The um, you know, the the franchise is no longer happening. And I'm thinking about um, you know, what are next steps for us? And yeah. uh, and I'm a man of faith. I happen to at that time really be seeking God, just acting like why are we here? What are we mm. doing? I really felt like it's the right move. Help me figure this out. Right. And, um, and there's, you know, there's this, this story. Most people have probably heard, even if they're not church going folks about the, the five loaves and the two fish and Jesus feeding the 5,000. Mm. Um, and, and there's an interesting little nuance that you'll miss quickly in that story. If, if you're not paying attention um, and, and Jesus actually tells the disciples, go and pick up the fragments after everyone has eaten. And, um, and, and basically they were stepping all over them. They weren't even paying attention to these little fragments that they're probably sitting on and, and ignoring. Mm-hmm. And they end up with like 12 baskets full of just leftovers when <laughs> all they had, which was more than what they had even started with to begin with. And this was just what was left over. And so I started to ask myself and God even like, what are the fragments in my life that I'm just mm-hmm. stepping all over and I'm not even paying attention to? Um, Cause these two big carrots just like got run on me. And and now I feel like I'm left with nothing, but um, I was being encouraged to look for, you know, what is there that I might not, I might not be noticing. Mm-hmm. And, and I had remembered that the, um, the, arrangement I had with this former DC who um who I did some you know commercial cleaning deals with 
uh, actually worked. I put a lot of time into that. Um, he was doing the operations and I, I just happened to have the contact and, and build that relationship. Um, and it was passively producing for me somewhere around 15,000 a year at the time. And I was spending an hour a month on it. So it was, if that, so um, I'm thinking, you know, I'm stepping all over that, not even paying attention to it. And it actually kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I start to do a little homework and um, using some skills I picked up in sales over the, over the years, mm-hmm. I started cold calling. I started putting together, going on walkthroughs and putting together proposals. And, and while I'm doing that, I'm, I'm not totally confident or sure how I'm going to put together a proposal that one is going to be profitable and two um, isn't going to leave me, you know, holding the bag because right. I did it. And right. so in that search is when I actually found uh, a podcast from, from Mike where he's talking about bidding on commercial, you know, cleaning um, projects and stuff. Perfect. And um, you know, as I started to apply what I was learning or, or, you know, take what I could from, you know, free resources there to put my best foot forward in this new thing I was trying um, I realized I was needing a little more, um, that I was, uh, I had, I had information enough to know that uh, I needed more information, I guess. Right. You, know, you don't know what you don't know. This kind of revealed to me that there was a lot more I didn't know. Um, and then you were more. aware of what you didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> um, which is also, you know, a scary and, and humbling, but also healthy. So, I spent a couple of months uh, just banging my head against the wall trying mm-hmm. to um, get clients and figure out how to turn, you know, these fragments that I leave in on the floor into something. Um, yeah. And so I ended up joining Elite uh, that summer, July or, or August of, uh, I think it was July of 2018. I went to the uh, live event, uh, but then there wasn't you know, all these programs, it was, you, you know, there was just elite. And then you have like one a year, you know, one time a year, you can go to a live event kind of thing. Right. So I went to that and it was huge. I mean, it, mm. it helped put together all of the stuff I had been learning in the modules yes. um, in, in a real, you know, in a way that was really motivating and, and helped me want to take that and, and do a lot with it not just sit on it. Um, and so I, I begin to do that, you know, and, and continue to work through the various stages of, of building a business that, that was going to be, um, profitable and at the same time, not going to just be a full-time job for me. Cause the idea, you know, it's funny, you actually work more than full-time hours, so that you can then work less than full-time hours. Right. Um, and so you're, you're putting a lot of work in, but it's, you know, systems and processes. And, and when you're uh, doing it the right way, that's what it's about. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was the intention and it was a ton of work in the beginning, but I remember the day I le- we did our first recurring account um, mm. and I was just following kind of the steps mm-hmm. of, of how to go on a job walk and what that proposal should look like. And, mm-hmm you know, bidding it the right way. Um, and because, you know, because I kind of started from my first large commercial reoccurring account um, with those principles in mind, it set us up to, to grow and, and to be successful. And you um, came back to us um, last year, the end of last year, mm-hmm. and uh, joined our next level 
and you've been with us since I what November, I think was it yep. November? Yeah. November yep. of last year. And one of the reasons I really, and thank you so much for sharing that backstory. I didn't know much of that. That's uh, it was very interesting how the evolution of how you came to even be a janitorial cleaning company owner. Um, so fast forward and we all know COVID, you know, happened and the hiring landscape changed and a lot of things um, for everyone in this industry. So clean nation out there, you've all experienced some form, whether you're residential or commercial uh, change in the workforce, change in the way that uh, you, you know, run business. And so John came back to us, joined our next level uh, program and had a very interesting experience in the beginning of the year. I think it was about March where you were clicking along pretty well. And maybe you can share with everyone what happened because that sets the, sets the stage for what happened next. And that's what's so, so exciting about what you've done, John. Maybe you can share with everyone what happened in March. Um, so I know we're, we're talking about the same thing. What, what thing in March are you referring to? Where you had uh, a couple of key big clients that gotcha. left. Yep. Yeah. So it's actually a little earlier than that. I, um, I had actually, when COVID happened, I had a friend who, uh, a close friend, friend had a manufacturing company mm. and uh, they happened to produce hand sanitizer. Mm. And he reached out to me uh, like within the first month of, you know, the COVID break and all the craziness that, that ensued. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and essentially said, hey, we need help. Would you mind coming on board and helping us right mm. the ship operationally. <laughs> I've never done manufacturing a day in my life. <laughs> um, but I, I know, you know, I know how to assemble a team to accomplish a mission, uh, a, a goal mm. um, mm-hmm. and get focused on that. And so um, after some conversations, I joined him um, in 2020 and for almost a year and a half, I was doing that full time and kind mm. of put, the cleaning business on pause, the growth of it, at least. Yeah. Um, and we had a decent, you know, number of clients and staff. I mean, at the time we had, we would hover around 15 cleaners. Um, we had a couple of um, supervisors and a manager and and we were maintaining status quo during that time. If we would mm-hmm. lose account, we'd, we'd earn an account. And I was basically working part-time in my own business to do this. Right. And then in August of 2021 uh, is when um, I, I, I re- realized it was time to, to resign and, and go full time back into my own business. Um, and it. it was kind of scary. I was making a, I was making a, a good chunk of change doing that for my friend. And, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to remember and then apply a lot of what I'd learned and, and what had got us to where we were. Got it. Um, and so that was kind of scary. I mean, I'm forfeiting a guaranteed decent mm-hmm. salary um, mm-hmm. in hopes that I'll be able to replace or more than replace that with my own efforts and my own business. And so I do that. I spend a couple of months just kind of getting reacquainted with my own operations and team and just, you know, figuring out where we were. And then that's kind of what led me to reach back out to you all. Um, cause I, I knew I was missing a piece. I wanted the accountability. And so 
we struck up the conversation. I joined Next Level. It was a leap because I just got rid of a good salary and now I'm incurring costs to get some coaching at the same time. Right. Um, but but I felt I really did feel like it was what I needed to do. Um, and then within a couple of weeks of doing that um, in December, I, I have a meet my largest client and they just their organizational structure changed. They were mm. expanding rapidly and they mm. were taking all like, everything in house. And so they basically gave us our artists, you know, our 30 day notice. Um, unfortunately, because I had been out of the business, I really didn't have a flow of um, prospects and leads mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. I was trying to develop that knowing it was something I would need, but I wasn't there yet. Um, and now I'm finding out that essentially 40% of my business is about to walk out the door. Right. Um, and so that happens in January, mid January, we stopped servicing them. Um, I've been next level for, you know, six weeks or something. Like that. Right. It was a very and, short time. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was very, uh, for sure. I, uh, you know, I just did my best to stay focused on the things I would need to do to yes. help us get to the place I wanted to get and not so much on the, where we happened to be. And, um, and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about and, and really hone in on, because I know there's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of owners out there right now, John, in Clean Nation, where you all have experienced some version, right, of either having a lot of your team suddenly leave, which can be just as hard, right? That can be just as devastating as to have. Uh, and Mike always says, but it's not just one person when they leave. It's usually three, four, five people at a time that leave. Um, or you lose a big chunk of business. Either way, when you have sort of a crisis in the business happen, it's, it's not whether or not that happens that is the measure of how good a company you are. It's how you recover. And it's the systems that you have in place and that you put in place during times like that, that make all the difference. And I happen to know recently, like if since I remember the the billing kind of flow from February, March, where you had the big dip, and then how quickly you implemented systems in order to build back up your clientele, but you also simultaneously were building this amazing hiring funnel, which ha- has to happen simultaneously, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think there's everybody at some point at, at some level, and I'm sure it varies, but they they deal with this mental hurdle of if I get more clients, I don't have the people to service those clients. But if I have more people than I need, then I don't have enough hours for the people. Yes. And so then you end up just not taking any action. Right. And you get stuck in this like hamster wheel um within your you know your business's growth um on either side of that coin right but but really i I realized similar to joining next level to give me accountability i knew i needed an ability that for me that's what i needed right it was the right choice yes and so i did that um and similar uh, along that same vein i realized i'm I'm never going to make the moves I need to make within the systems in my business to have more people than I need and more 
clients than I need until I just start taking some action and I'm forcing myself to. And so I just started simultaneously building out a reliable, measurable, just repeatable system for finding and funneling applicants um, so that even if we didn't have as many cleaners as we need right now, I knew it was only a matter of a week or two. Right. Um, because I had the system in place and you just turn the dial up, you, you know, take a few extra bits of action to really, um, you know, put, get the juices flowing within the system and churns out what you need um, while also trying to do that with the sales. So right. let's just do both at the same time. Um, and it was before I, before I needed it. I mean, we were running around 12 or so cleaners, mm-hmm. January, February timeframe. Um, and I started to, to really leverage some of the software you guys have recommended in the program to bring together all the one-offs that I was using. You know, I was using Calendly, Aweber and like all this stuff. Right, right. Um, and, and so it was like, okay, here's something that will do it all. Let me, let me get that in here. And now I can design a, a pipeline mm-hmm. that will allow me to know exactly where uh, an applicant is in, in the process and exact, exactly what we need to do then to make sure they continue to move along until they become an employee. Um, and then simultaneously, we were doing that for our customers. So we, we developed a, a customer pipeline that served kind of the same purpose. And um, I really quick, John, just to give people context. So back in February, let's say you had about 12-ish uh, cleaners, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And, and you were, from what I recall at that time, billing around $30,000 a month. Let's fast forward to today. To, to today. So, so everyone has context. How many cleaners do you have now? Sure. Um, it does fluctuate, but sure. we, we have about 40 cleaners right now. Wow. So from, from 12 to 40 cleaners in six months-ish? <laughs> yeah. It was less than that. So we stayed around that 12 mark from February, March up until the start of May. Mm. Um, so I really and then, and then in in May is when we got our first really large account. Right. Um, and that, that really pu- propelled us into action. Like we have to fill mm-hmm. these holes. Mm-hmm. And so it, it jump-started the, the redevelopment of the, the prototype, so to speak, right. that I had in place for of the hiring system, funneling people through, yeah, applicants yeah. through. Um, and, and then so, and then our, we got a, another really big account that we started the Jul- July 1st. So we had about six weeks um of needing needing to get to about 20 to 25 people mm. uh which you know which by the end of that six weeks we did and yes. then then we realized we need like another 15 you know another 15 <laughs> or so people which was more than i had even started with the beginning right. of may i just right. needed to add that to the team yes. um and this system along with you know some sponsorship dollars to the various job posting sites Right. Um, help help make it happen. And, you know, there's lots of nuances to it. Some key people we hired to help us administrate some of that. Um, I was very, very active during that time uh, within our, our hiring system and 
I was hopping on interviews and phone calls and and pushing buttons and just dial figuring it, it all out. Yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. dial it in. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're at the place now where um, I, I guess the only way to put it is I want to do I want to dial in the lead and the customer pipeline to the point Similarly. where we've dialed yeah. in the yeah. uh, the applicant pipeline. But um, but but essentially the uh, you know the thing I wanted to mention during that January kind of to March timeframe, mm-hmm. it, it was a scary time because we had lost so much of our business right. uh, for us, a p- percentage wise. Um, and and there is definitely a temptation during that time. You know, I had forfeited my salary. I had just invested into this coaching program, and now I'm about to lose my largest client. Mm-hmm. There's definitely temptation to just go to fear. There's temptation to um, just go to unhealthy places, you know, yeah. when you see things happening. Um, but I made a choice and I want to say it was January. Yeah. Um, that, that I think served me really, really well. And, and it, and it essentially was despite all the options and where, how I could look at my situation, I chose to say leaving is making room for the next better thing. Mm. And so it helped me focus on what action I needed to take today to just get a little bit closer to that um, versus lamenting on what I was about to or had just lost, which wasn't going to serve me. You know, I need to do something about it now anyway. Um, So how can I look at this? And you talk about framing things differently and and absolutely. And that was how I was framing that situation. So how I felt about what was going on was fueling versus um, draining. So I, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that, um, that mindset frame, because so many people, when they get caught in these situations, something that's unexpected, like what happened with you, um, get into fear, as you said, and then they think or overthink about the wrong things and stop taking action. So it's so, so powerful. And thank you for sharing that specific mindset frame, because that's really important. Um, and Clean Nation, if you're out there and just put a bow on, on where John is now, um, as of August, I believe you brought your billing up to around 115000 a month and have a staff of 40 uh, cleaners and have a system for pretty much everything in the business. And you're now starting to develop and um, continue to elevate your client attraction funnel, but you're all doing that with support, accountability, and even at your level, this is what I want everyone to really take away from this. It doesn't matter whether you're just starting and you're small, right? And you're building, or you've been in the business for a while. And you, you're like, well, you know what? It's time for me to grow to the next level. Everyone, all of us need support. And I would say the one big takeaway I got from what you just said, shared with us, John, is mindset matters a lot. And getting, getting into the right mind frame and then getting support and taking action. What would you say, John, is the one thing that you want to tell Clean Nation out there as a, a piece of advice or something that you think maybe people get wrong. Uh, you shared a little bit about that, but 
What's the one big takeaway that you would love to share with Clean Nation before we wrap? Sure, sure. Um, that you cannot, I, I don't think it's possible to overestimate the, the power of clarity. Mm-hmm. When you're really, really clear on where you want to go, then it becomes really, really clear on what next step I need to take. And, uh, you know, part of what helped me during that process, when we have this goal sheet that, that we're paying attention to, I mean, it provided immense clarity because it made me think about where do we want to be? And then it showed me where I was versus where I wanted to be. And so I knew that it was time to really focus my energy and attention in my case over the summer um, on building a, a team that could help us, you know, really serve our clients well and set us up for success and growth. But the reason I knew that's where I needed to spend the majority of my time was because I was tracking it and yes. I saw it in front of me. Um, and so there's whatever the tool happens to be, just get use whatever is going to help you get clear um, yes. on where you want to be and where you are in relation to that, because uh, the power of that is is immense. And I, I love that. Clarity is king. So, and to that end, if you're out there, Clean Nation, you're listening, you're going, oh my gosh, I want to be like John. I want to move my business in that way. I want to create these systems. John said it perfectly. Start with clarity. Well, you know what? Honestly, some people need some, some help. So if you need support in getting clear, get, having that clarity, Go to growmycleaningcompany.com forward slash talk and talk to one of our coaches. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll even get an opportunity to talk to Mike directly and have him or one of our coaches help you get that clarity. So you know where you are and you know what you want and you know where you're going. So thank you so much, John, for joining us today. And Clean Nation, we will see you on the other side. Bye. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.